Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Thursday, October 12th. How a local partnership is trying to help solve opioid addiction. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Essential city workers from Escondido demonstrated outside of City Hall yesterday. Their union contract expired in June. They are frustrated the city denied their proposed cost of living increase and declined to use federal COVID relief funds to pay essential workers. Alex Cruz is a street maintenance technician. We all have our position, but you know, a lot of us, the majority of us, we're the backbone. This comes as the city of Escondido faces a $10 million budget deficit over the next five years. County health officials say people have been exposed to tuberculosis on some MTS trolley lines and buses. The dates of potential TB exposure to riders were between February 16th and August 15th. Health officials say a large number of people may have been exposed, but the likelihood that any particular rider was exposed for a long amount of time is low. The San Diego County News Center website has details on which trolley lines and bus routes were impacted and when. The San Diego Unified School District and the Boys and Girls Club of San Diego will soon offer after-school programs to 19 elementary and middle schools in the district. According to reporting by our media partner, 10 News, the programs could start in some schools as early as next month. San Diego Unified's Toby Pace explains what the programs will offer. The Boys and Girls Club will be providing them um, snacks and activities and choice. We also have built-in power hour where they'll be able to have the opportunity to get some of their homework done and tutoring. The district will send out interest forms to families. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. There's a new partnership aimed at helping opioid addicts in San Diego get help. The Social Work Department at SDSU is teaming up with the San Diego Public Library to give addicts access to another drug that can reduce their cravings. SciTech reporter Thomas Fudge tells us about buprenorphine and how it can make a difference. The ninth floor of San Diego Central Library has a view of the bay and the trolleys that ply the streets below. It's also an outdoor patio where I met David Houle, who is currently homeless. A native of Phoenix, he says he's battled with addiction for more than 20 years. I've had my dry spells, I've had my good spells, and coming here, it just went really bad. Then he saw a flyer at the Central Library telling him about a program aimed at helping people addicted to opioids with a drug called Suboxone. Its primary ingredient is buprenorphine. Houle says he responded and signed up for Suboxone treatment at Father Joe's Village. 
and taking it every day and getting to that right dose, it hadn't really helped me a whole lot. And I, I have had slip-ups, but it's never gone out of control. He says it's as if the drug has mentally blocked the cravings he used to feel. He gets the medication on a small strip that he places under his tongue. Buprenorphine itself is an opioid that binds to a person's opiate receptor and can knock more dangerous and potent drugs off of it. Dr. Daniel Lassoff is an emergency physician and toxicologist with UC San Diego Health who has prescribed buprenorphine many times. And so it's great. We can see things like pain relief, treatment of withdrawal, treatment of cravings, but we don't see so much of that euphoria that we would see uh, that drives people to start abusing these drugs. Megan Parch is the chief health officer at Father Joe's Village, which is just two blocks away from the Central Library. She has also prescribed buprenorphine. We've seen people stabilize. We've seen people reconnect with family. We've seen them uh, obtain income, housing. We've seen people find and maintain jobs that were unable to prior. Parch says she has seen the problems of drug use and overdoses grow exponentially in the homeless community, due largely to the widespread use of fentanyl. Father Joe's is the third leg of a partnership that also includes San Diego State and the San Diego Public Library. SDSU social work professor Leanne Urata says she has spoken to librarians who talked about frequent drug overdoses in the bathrooms and outside their libraries. Urata got a two-year grant from the National Institute on Drug Abuse to see if intervening with buprenorphine could make a difference. Two months ago, they began reaching out to addicts who use the central library. So many people do want to get help, and sometimes just a little bit of help like just follow, as finding them the next day, it made a world of difference to them, and they tell us that. The old library mission of public service by promoting literacy and providing information has evolved. The library has also become a place where homeless people go to use the bathrooms, charge their phones, be safe and dry. San Diego Central Librarian Jennifer Jenkins says libraries confront a changing urban environment and changing responsibilities. Libraries have now become dynamic and reflexive and kind of respond to the needs of the community in real time as opposed to holding those traditional uh, you know, values and missions and not expanding and growing with our communities. The San Diego State Project seeks to recruit at least 40 addicts to get Suboxone prescriptions and take it regularly. Urata says she hopes this will be a model for the rest of the library system and perhaps libraries in other states. But Lassoff says we also need to remember that detoxification by using medicines like Suboxone is rarely enough to make a problem go away. Substance use disorders are chronic diseases. It's the same way with asthma, diabetes, hypertension. These are health problems that wax and wane and people have relapses. He says long-term treatment needs to be part of the solution to turn people away from drug abuse. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. Efforts are also underway to help improve the mental health of students in a North County school district. North County reporter Tanya Thorne tells us about a new program being launched at San Marcos Unified's campuses. Let's face it together. That is the name of the mental health program all of San Marcos students will have access to. Students can access help by texting a number that will respond with confidential resources. There is also a wellness team that addresses more severe cases and goes on to address mental health needs in the student's home. 
Christy Frias is the Director of Student Services for the district. We have saved lives and we can say that confidently and it is almost on a weekly basis where we are having incidents where students are coming forward that maybe previously wouldn't have had the support. A $2 million grant from the City of San Marcos helped roll out the two-year program. But Frias says it's something they plan on keeping and funding because the investment is saving students' lives. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. In other health-related news, the Human Milk Institute was founded a year ago at UCSD with the goal of fully understanding breast milk and what it means to human health. SciTech reporter Thomas Fudge spoke to their new director. UCSD is home to the only academic institute dedicated to understanding the science of mother's milk and how breastfeeding can be encouraged. Breastfeeding makes children less vulnerable to infections and makes mothers less likely to get breast cancer, but it's not clear how the protective elements in breast milk work. Mitra Hushman was just hired as the institute's executive director. There isn't enough research to evaluate the distinctions between children who are breastfed versus children who are given formula, and and I, I would love to be a part of the research that answers these types of questions. Hushman is known for her work raising billions of dollars for stem cell research by campaigning for Proposition 14. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. Coming up, why the District 4 supervisor race matters. We'll have that story and more just after the break. I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Mail ballots will be arriving this week for the special election to fill the District 4 seat on the County Board of Supervisors. Metro reporter Andrew Bowen explains what's at stake. District 4 covers parts of central San Diego as well as La Mesa, Lemon Grove, and Spring Valley. County supervisors can sometimes be less well-known compared to mayors or city council members, but their job is no less important. Supervisors administer the county budget, which is more than $8 billion, and includes programs like food stamps, Medi-Cal, and the public health department. The supervisors are also the local government for the county's unincorporated areas. These are the communities outside of city limits. County supervisors decide things like which county roads need repaving and where to plan for future growth. 
Three years ago, Democrats gained a majority on the Board of Supervisors for the first time in a generation. They've passed progressive reforms on topics ranging from cannabis to climate change. Then, former Supervisor Nathan Fletcher was accused of sexual harassment. He resigned, and the board is now split 2-2. The election on November 7th is a runoff between San Diego City Councilmember Monica Montgomery Stepp and private investigator Amy Reichert. Reichert is a Republican and Montgomery Stepp is a Democrat, but you won't see their party affiliation on the ballot because the office is officially nonpartisan. You can learn more about the candidates and how to vote by going to kpbs.org slash voterhub. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. The San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance is joining a worldwide effort to preserve species diversity. Environment reporter Eric Anderson says the institution is focusing energy on storing genetic material from critical species. Marlis Houck is curator of the Frozen Zoo. So each of these boxes holds 100 vials. The supercooled stainless steel tanks preserve cells from more than 10,000 animals. San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance's Paul Barabalt says the repository is part of a global effort to coordinate conservation. We talk a lot about conservation at its heart, starting with people. And it has to start with people so that it can grow, build alliances, build partnerships around the globe so we can achieve more together. The zoo's frozen collection is the largest and most diverse of its kind. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us again tomorrow for the day's top stories. Plus, we'll tell you about some arts events happening this weekend. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Thursday. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team, Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I.